Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. All right, well, we are doing the Browns LOTL postgame show from my living room. We literally just got done watching the Browns lose 13-10 to to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm Dan, I'm here with Steve, and uh, we're here to recap it. Uh, yeah, not exactly sure where to start with this one. A lot of places to go. First, I'll start with you, Steve. How are you? I'm about as frustrated as I have ever been watching the Cleveland Browns ever that says a lot that says a lot because I'm like seething right now after this game seriously like this this game here tonight has the feel of fold up the tent season over I I really you know and I understand that just about every other result today went the Browns way the wild card actually looks a little bit more attainable now but honestly this team just doesn't have a look they really don't and it starts with the head coach, honestly. Their game plan stunk tonight, and it just got – execution, the, the – well, I mean, I'm going to start with – since you wanted me to start this, mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the lack of usage of your two best players on offense, which are Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. They were both missing in action tonight. Yeah. And a lot of it was by design. Makes no sense to me. You only ran the ball on about a third of your plays on offense tonight, which makes very little sense considering that your quarterback is hurt, clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I Kareem Hunt came back today and the big the the best Kareem Hunt's a great running back, just by the way, I can't. I have to cut you off right now. NBC literally is saying that Lamar Jackson is a player of the game tonight. He threw four picks. Are, what just, game were they watching? Are you kidding me? People just what? People just love to, you know. This is a family show, so I'm not going to say it. But, um, yeah, we'll get we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, because I have thoughts. I've I've said it. I've said it a long time that. Uh, well, whatever. We'll get into it later. Um, I'm very subdued right now because. Um, I, I I think for all intents and purposes, the season is over. Um, I'm very, very down on our head coach right now because I, I, where is the coach of the year? Where's the guy that won coach of the year last year? I mean, put him on a damn milk carton for God's sakes. Where is that guy? That's the million dollar question. You know, I, I I was tweet. Uh, Ryan's not here tonight because he's 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 under the weather. Um, so lucky him. Um, yeah, well, I'm lucky that he's sick. But I mean, we're, lucky he doesn't have to do this. We're no. all we're all on the uh, time check. Eleven forty one p.m. Yeah, you're all. Uh, yeah, we're all a little sick after this game. But Ryan's not here. He's feeling under the weather. So I was, and actually, uh, he didn't have the ability to watch this game. He's having some uh, cable TV issues or whatever. Um, so I was actually tweeting for the account tonight. Usually it's Ryan. Today was me, and I just just had to stop at some point. Um, had to stop, and then I uh, jumped back in. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, this basically has summed up the uh, the Brown season. The, the 2021 Browns. All the Browns do is commit penalties, shake the hands of players that just dunked on them. And drop passes. FML. Okay, now I'm done. And that pretty much was the story of the night. I mean, I know everybody is going to want to focus on Baker, um, but to be quite honest with you, I, he 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 wasn't he wasn't good. He wasn't great. But um, this loss falls solely and squarely on the coach and the coaching staff. Hundred percent. I mean, we had a 12-man penalty 
that we called a timeout to avoid, and then we ran 12 guys back onto the field after the timeout and got called for the penalty. And this was during the bizarre sequence when Baltimore elected to fake punt on fourth and two in their own territory, which admittedly is an odd situation. I get the Browns calling timeout when they saw this, but for them to run the same 12 guys back on the field or just some iteration some of variation. it is just unbelievable. It's unconscionable. You can't do it. And again, every week we're getting procedural penalties, uh, pre-snap penalties. We're getting late hit out of bounds. We're getting roughing, although the roughing the passer penalty we got was, that was a, BS. a horrendous call. But we're shoving Lamar Jackson down when he's clearly out of bounds. I mean, we have to be the dumbest team in the league. The dumbest. The lack of discipline and this is, at times. And, and, and the biggest thing to me is the pre-snap fouls. How about all the time? The illegal formation, the you know illegal procedure type penalties that we're seeing, uh, it make no sense at all. I mean, these are things that we weren't even seeing under Freddie Kitchens. I mean, the whole, you know personal foul i mean being undisciplined after the whistle i mean i mean yeah that was happening and unfortunately we're seeing that too it's just all sorts of bad honestly it's it's 100 percent bad and like, like you were talking about i kind of want to get to this because i'm incredibly frustrated with um the play calling i'm to the point where i'm done with kevin stefanski calling head coach it's too much for him to call to call the game and then also be the head coach he can't do it anymore just the season is on the precipice of being over as it is. Why don't you just give it to give the play calling duties to Alex Van Pelt, see what he can do. Maybe he can provide a spark, at least in the play calling aspect, and get this offense back on track because this offense is broken. It's absolutely one hundred percent broken. You're broken averaging AF. sixteen per you're you're averaging sixteen points over the last seven games. And that includes a 41-point outburst against the Bengals. So really, you're averaging about 13 points a game right now over your last six six out of your last seven games. Last three games, 7, 13, 10. Yeah. Awful. 10 points a game. You can't win. You're lucky you won one of those games during the Yeah, and you're, you're only, you're only, you only won one of those games because you played against... Uh, worst team in the NFL. Worst team in the NFL that... I don't know how could be being coached even worse than you are right now. We're run by a bunch of Ivy League guys and we're the dumbest team in the NFL. The dumbest. How many drop passes were there today? I counted 6. That's probably being generous. I might have been more than that. I okay, maybe it was 7. I don't know if you the late out by Landry. I don't know if you can count that as a drop or not. No, but, that that that's not like, a drop. That's but like not a drop. Cooper had two of them. Peoples Jones had a huge one early on the first drive of the game that, you yeah. know, would have set the Browns up with first and goal. I mean, you knew this game was all, you knew that this game uh, had a bad bad stench to it when uh peop, we we drove we were driving the field we were driving the field uh you know, we were having a typical first drive of Stefanski dialing up stuff, you know, game plan, scripted first 15 plays, whatever. And then Peoples-Jones drops that pass, and we have to settle for a field goal attempt, and McBuffin misses it. You knew you knew it was not going to be good. I mean, even when you talk about things going bad, like you even have to talk about McMuffin. Like Chase McLaughlin was automatic for the first like eight weeks of the season. He's, he's been, been, he's he's been, been bad. pretty bad yeah. the last three or four weeks now. We don't have any good kickers. Yeah, um, McLaughlin has struggled the last few weeks. Uh, Scottish rubber mallet has uh, struggled the last year and a half. It seems. I mean, he wasn't our biggest problem tonight. No, like, you know, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to come on here and kill Scottish Hammer like I have before. Um, that's that's the least of our worries right now. But I do think we need to talk about the fact that the Ravens' special teams unit is a big reason why they won this game tonight. Oh, Their mean, punter was excellent. Justin yeah. Tucker, obviously, he did what he did. He made a 50-plus yarder early on. He made another you know, almost 50-plus yarder toward the end. I which, mean, they have the greatest kicker of all time. Yeah. I mean. Outside just, outside of maybe Adam Vinatieri, they greatest made kicker it, of all time. They the made only reason why difficult on the Browns at the margins in every case. The only reason why I would say that Adam Vinatieri is a, a better kicker than Justin Tucker is Adam Vinatieri single-handedly won a Super Bowl. 
But anyway, to do as a kicker. I, I, yeah, I don't want to. We shouldn't be getting into kickers right now. Um, I, I don't think we're spending enough time talking about um, the fact that whatever whatever magic Kevin Stefanski had last year, it's it hasn't even been a season after that, and it's all the way gone, gone. It's jarring to me that we are, you know, going at him so hard and and deservedly so. We haven't even mentioned Joe Woods' name yet once in this podcast, and it's it's just amazing how things have just swung on their head. Brown's defense was excellent tonight. Fantastic. I mean, really, There's aside nothing... from one or two jackpot balls yeah, you know, on that one drive by the rate, I mean, that ultimately, if you want to be really critical, is what cost the Browns the game tonight. But, like, yeah. Lamar Jackson is a guy who is just going to pull some plays out of his derriere sometimes. It's just the way it is. But for the yeah. most part, you pretty much shut him down. Yeah, I mean, and you, you turned him over four times. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Owusu Kuromoa, awesome. Yeah, tonight. fantastic. Miles Garrett had a great game. I thought Jadevian Clowney had a really good game. Our defensive ends were awesome, and our spy for Lamar Jackson was great. Even John Johnson, who we like to rip on, you were ripping on at times during the game itself, you know, made a huge oh, play. I was, I, I was quarter. I was I was fully prepared to go on a ten minute diatribe on John Johnson uh, after this game. I mean, still, he made the interception, but that guy is stealing money from us. Absolutely stealing money. The far guy from, just far from the biggest problem tonight. The guy just well, right. The guy just doesn't try. And I'll tell you what, the one guy on offense that played his ass off tonight was Jarvis Landry. Absolutely, big ups to Jarvis Landry. He was huge, over a hundred yards receiving, had yeah. six or seven catches. And I'll say this: that was awesome. And I'll say this: I know that uh, you know. Baker's starting to wear thin on a lot of uh, Browns fans, and I get it. He's not playing well. Um, there's, I don't think he played bad at all tonight. Quite frankly, I don't think I so either. The, the like only one or two bad balls the, all night. The one the that only, the Ravens guy should have picked off. In yeah, the, in the there was that early one. fourth quarter. That would have been really bad. Like, but I, I'll say this: I don't think Baker played really, really poorly today. Um, the guy is just clearly trying to gut it out with multiple injuries. I still don't understand why the team continues to trot him out there not to, not to say that uh like case keenum garrett would have guaranteed that we won because like you and i said we don't think baker played that poorly tonight but the fact that they keep trotting him out there when he's obviously injured and we know that you know there's a difference between the terms hurt and injured baker is injured right now he absolutely is he has he has injuries to his body that are Inhibiting him to be able to play to the best of his ability. That was readily apparent on the one play where he was having to scramble backward and then end up losing the ball. The ball squirted out of his hand, yeah. Which, we just saw that on a replay. Yeah. I mean, it's that just, was a really critical play, too, because the Browns had just turned the Ravens over. They had just taken over at the Ravens 30. This was right before the half. You, I mean, you could have even run the ball three times on that play and gone into half at 6-6. Six to six. If you get a touchdown there, a 10-6, that completely turns the game around. Yeah. So I guess the next question is, had Baker sat last week, do you think the Browns win tonight? Um, maybe. But, again, I don't, I don't think Baker's play one way or other really turned this game. I'm. This is 100% on coaching and game plan. The fact that uh, – I mean, pull up the stats. I don't think Nick Chubb had 10 carries today. I'm only asking that as kind of like the, I don't know, the hot take question because, quite frankly, I think the answer is no just because you didn't use the running backs nearly enough. We threw the, So so in a, in a game where your opponent scored 16 points and turned and, the ball over four times and you're the number one rushing offense in the league, you run you ran the ball with your running backs 15 times and you threw the ball 37 times. What is that? What is and I and and I and I get it. I understand the whole well, teams are stacking the box against against the Browns because, you know, they they're daring Baker to throw because he's injured and, you know, blah blah blah. People say he's not that good even if he is healthy, blah blah blah. The Ravens did run blitz a ton tonight. But here's the thing. This isn't the first week that that teams have been stacking the box against us. It's been happening the majority of the season, and we're still the number one rushing attack in the NFL because our two best players on offense are our running backs. 
We brought we brought Kareem Hunt back this week because it was an enormous game. What's Kareem Hunt best at? Catching screens out of the backfield. Did we one run one tonight? I think we tried to run one before the half, but again, that, that was, was the, the, that was the crazy okay. play where we turned it over. Aside from that, I, just, I didn't see one. I don't know what what was the game. I don't understand. What was the, the game, game plan, plan? Seemed to be to to just have Baker drop back and throw the ball 35, 40 times. That's what it looked like. It you know I would I would I would be kind of okay with that if if you had healthy Baker. He's not healthy. Right. And aside from Jarvis Landry on a handful of plays, our receivers can't get open. They had a hard time getting open tonight. Couldn't get open. And I when mean, and when they did get open, Sands Jarvis, they couldn't catch the ball. And I'm gonna throw this up here too. Why the hell was Rashard Higgins not playing tonight? I don't know. This is three coaching staffs now where it seems like he gets in the doghouse. I don't know what happens, but I'll tell you, I don't know what happens in practice to make it make it like he is not playable to the coaching staff. And this isn't just Stefanski. This is going back to Hugh Jackson. This is going back to Freddie Kitchens. And this is now Kevin Stefanski. He, for whatever reason, Rashard Higgins gets in the doghouse. But I'll tell you this. When he plays and you throw him the ball, normally he gets open and normally he catches the football. So I don't understand. And we had guys that couldn't get open. Now, DPJ dropped that big uh, pass on the first drive and then he had a penalty which effectively killed the second drive uh, of the game. Pre-snap penalty didn't but I'm, line up in the right spot. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna absolutely kill him for not being able to get open all night because he was going up against they 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 basically put Mar, Mar uh, Marlon Humphrey on him the entire game. Marlon Marlon Humphrey is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. So I, this brings me to yet another point. So if your game plan was to throw the ball a whole lot tonight, the Ravens have a corner on their side who is like 93rd in the league by pro football focus, Anthony Averett. Yep. Why were you not throwing at him? Yep. I didn't see them pick on him hardly at all. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, normally you would think, okay, uh, yeah, uh, Baker should, you know, see the field a little bit better, be like, okay, uh, Marlon Humphrey's here. Uh, I'm going to throw it somewhere else. This offense is predetermined where the ball is supposed to go every play. So, I just, I don't know. I'm just, and here's another thing. I don't, I don't, I'm going to bring this up. I don't mean this as a diss. I'm not trying to kill the guy. The guy played really well, Miles Garrett. But on that play where they had that jackpot touchdown and you saw there were two reactions. Both were from our defensive ends. Miles Garrett, after that play, gets up and daps up Lamar Jackson for the play and then goes over to the sidelines and is smiling about it. That very same play, after the touchdowns happen, touchdown happens, Jadevian Clowney takes his helmet off and slams it against the ground because he's pissed off that they just scored a touchdown. Does that bother you, what Miles did? And I get it. Miles is a different cat. He's he's a different kind of guy. He's an eccentric guy. Like he's not he's not the he's not the the killer instinct guy that is gonna take things personally and is gonna try and ruin ruin your life and when you're on the football field and all that, I get it. But does it bother you that essentially after a guy just dunked on you, that you're gonna dap him up and be like, Oh, good play, man. Like to me, save that crap for after the game. When you're when you're in between the sixty minutes, when you're in between the white lines, don't do that after a play. If you if you don't want to show emotion or you don't want to like be pissed off, just walk off the field and dab him up after the game. Be like, hey man, that was that was a great play, good throw. That's fine. During the game, like like slapping hands with with Lamar and smiling about him, whatever. Like that's, I'm sorry, I just. I know, I, I know it didn't affect the outcome of the game, and Miles had a great game. Miles is an amazing player. I love Miles Garrett, but that 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 little stuff bothers me. And maybe it maybe it's because more so, like obviously, I'm not. I wouldn't have talked about this if we won the game. It's the fact that we lost the game, 
And when you lose a game like that by less than one score, you look for little things within the game uh, to see, like, okay, this this may be why we lost, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying because he, he uh, high-fived Lamar Jackson, we lost the game. But it's just little things like that. Like, I... I, a hundred times out of a hundred, want the reaction from Jadevian Clowney more than I want Miles Garrett on that play. I'm actually going to go against you on this for... Uh, I get the Clowney... And I, I'm probably more like Clowney. Like, if somebody makes a play like that, like, I'm going to be really frustrated afterward. But I have a big problem with throwing the helmet on, on the field. I He could have... I don't know why he didn't get flagged for that, quite frankly. And that could have been a... a Really well, yeah, play going to the next drive. Yeah, if you look you know, at it that way, I, I, what Garrett did is is not going to hurt the team on the field. I get that. And now you're exactly right when you say that Garrett is, you know, a guy who's like, you know, he plays football. That he's not like. It seems like he's not emotionally invested in the game as much as some. Like this is the whole like you know him wearing costumes into the stadium on Halloween before the game against the Steelers. You know, he he's just kind of. I don't want to say he's in his own little world. Like he just like he sees football as a job. He's really really good at it. But like it, it never becomes like overbearing or or too emotional for him. Like it is for some guys. Mm. I don't know how you can play sports like that. Honestly, I mean, I'm professionally full full disclosure. Like I'm not a pro athlete. Probably thank God because like I after a loss like this, I'd probably be the guy who would just like say some stupid things in the media room or something. Mm-hmm. But like. You know, it's, I don't know, you know, Garrett, you know, he had a sack early in this game, you know, knocked the Ravens off uh, on an early drive. They had to punt, you know, but. Big pass breakup as well. Yeah. I, oh, that, Clowney actually had a really big pass breakup yeah, toward, the end th- of, I, toward the end of the game. I thought, I thought you know, Clowney and Miles Garrett played excellent they games. They were excellent. Yeah, yes. I thought they were awesome. I mean, almost everybody on defense was great today. You, know, you right. said 16 points. To a team like this, you turn them over four times. How in you the have to. hell did you not win the game? Well, I'll t- well, oh. I, well, your 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 reaction is justified because since 2015, quarterbacks. Oh, I'm sorry. We're recording this after the game at midnight. So if 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 we on, um, it literally is midnight yeah. right now. Time um, back. Since 2015, there have been 37 instances where a starting quarterback has thrown four interceptions in a game. They were 0 and 37 before tonight. 0 and 37. 0 and 37. Um, and I'm pretty sure they are now 1 and 37. And I'm pretty sure the last time this happened, it was also against the Browns because the Jaguars turned the ball over six times against the Browns. I think it was a game like 2013 or 2014. Well, this is and, this is since 2015. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. It was right before that time oh. range. It may have been that the last time this happened that the Jaguars beat the Browns when they turned it over six times. I don't know if they you were look up four times or fumbled it a couple times, but I mean, you look you look up every single bad metric there is for team sports in the for a team in the NFL, and the Browns probably own it. It's just. The frustration is DEFCON one right now. It it's oh, God. this is why this is why for so long I did not allow myself to get any in any way emotionally invested in the Browns because I, you know old me from years ago hater me would have been like playing on Sunday night football against the Ravens. Oh come on, there's no way they're gonna win this game. I'm just gonna be up. I'm just gonna be frustrated. I'm gonna be up late on Sunday night, having to get up early on Monday morning to go to work, and I'm gonna be tired. And it's just gonna be re- stupid. I should just go to bed at 11 and just wake up and see that they lost. Yeah. I'll say this. If, if you're focusing... Point to five years old ago me, because five <laughs> years ago me would be laughing at me tonight. If, if you're focusing on this game and you're focusing on Baker Mayfield as the reason why you're losing, you're a hater and just, just get the hell out of here. There's, there's not, I mean, what, like, what do you want? What do and you want same to- thing to all the people who are saying, well, the reason they lost is because Odell Beckham's not on the team anymore. Well, I'm so well. I'm so sick of the. I'm so sick of the whole thing where like, like people like refuse to like acknowledge the fact that he's injured, and they're like, "Oh, he's out there playing. That means there's no excuse." Stop even it. Though, even though I somehow have to kind of think like, could we have done any worse in our? Well, I mean, Landry was the only one who did anything in our receiving core tonight. Maybe a guy like Beckham on the field would have helped us win. I don't know. No, I I refuse to. I, I, Stop it. I should 
I should fine you for talking about OBJ on this podcast. He's not on the team anymore. Just stop. It is hell. Sorry. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, I just this one hundred percent squarely, squarely falls on the shoulders of the head coach of this football team, and I'm very, 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 very quickly losing my patience with him because this team. Your team is a reflection of your coach. And this team is terrible right now, especially offensively. And, yeah, the quarterback has not played well. But I'm also going to blame the head coach for that because the quarterback should not be on the football field. He's too injured to play. And that's the reason why he's playing poorly. It's 100% the reason why he's playing poorly. He looked great in the first game and a half of the season before the injury. He looked he looked really great. He looked awesome the second half of last season. What's the common denominator? He got injured. And he's not going to take himself out of the game. The coach needs to step up and say, "Hey, sit down. You're not right. Get get healthy. We've got we've got a 6 million dollar a year backup that we can come in and win games that can run my offense." It just it's on the coach. It's 100% on the coach. And, of course, I'm sure we're going to hear in the post-game press conference, and I'm sure when we're done with this podcast, I'm going to look on Twitter and I'm going to see, quote, Kevin Stefanski, I need to be better. The The biggest tell of this was from the first quarter of this game. When the Browns came out on the first drive, Baker was throwing bombs. He was, you know, found Landry on a long play, found a DPJ. I mean, DPJ should have made the catch. You know, guy looked great. And then on the second drive, he had a play where he had, you know, nobody open. He scrambled out to the left and ended up going out of bounds for like a three-yard gain. And we saw how much he was limping after that play. I mean, that just, it tells you that, I don't know if he was legitimately feeling better at the start of the game before that play than afterward. It could be. Maybe he was just like doing a good job of making us think he was healthy at the beginning. But, I mean, if a little scramble play if you can't take that, I mean, again, it does really lend the question of why is he even out there? Should he have been playing last week? No. I honestly thought Baker looked a little bit better this week than he did last week, but he's clearly laboring very badly. And I, to the point where I don't know if just a bye week is going to be enough to get him around. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, but when you look at it, what the Browns now have ahead of themselves, six and six, all three of the division opponents still remaining, plus a game with the Raiders, plus a game with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, this really seems like mission impossible as far as getting the playoffs is concerned. The division is pretty much off the table now that you've lost tonight. So, I By mean, the you're way, looking at, you're looking at having to win four of those five games minimum. And I, I mean, that just seems to be beyond this group. It, it just, I mean, you were said at the beginning of the season, yeah, they can do it. But based on what we've seen in the last three weeks, it just doesn't even seem like it would be remotely possible. By the way, uh, not I feel not, like Jim Mora right now. To, uh, I just want to win playoffs. Not to, uh, win game. Not to uh, add another pile of poop onto the platter. Um, but we saw Jack Conklin go down with an injury in the second drive of the game. He had just come back from uh, being on IR with a dislocated elbow. Torn hamstring. Uh, Browns are concerned that standout right tackle Jack Conklin tore his patella tendon during Sunday's oh, even worse. Sunday night's loss of the Ravens, according to a source. That was from Adam Schefter, who just tweeted that. Jeez. Uh, Jake Trotter was asked if a quarterback change is a possibility. Kevin Stefanski says no. Uh, what he's committed to a fault. He will not give up. Which makes no sense given that the one game case Keenum got to play without any either of the two players who we didn't use very much tonight, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. They went out and won a football game against Denver, who honestly is better than we thought they were at the time. Denver now has a better record than the Browns, six and five, six and six. Indeed. Uh, King Carmen tweets, the Browns had every opportunity to win. They didn't, and it's beyond frustrating. They're 6-6. Six and six. Do they focus the next two weeks 
or is there drama? The bye week will say a lot about this franchise's leadership. Yeah, that's a great take right there. This year has just been way too tumultuous. And both in the, you know, it makes me wonder what are we going to hear like a year or two from now about what was actually going on in the building during this season? Kevin Stefanski, uh, this is a little bit more on the, uh, he was asked if a quarterback change was considered. Uh, no. And then he goes on to say, let me ask you a question. Why would we do that? No, we're not doing that. Why would you do that? Your quarterback is hurt. He's injured. You pay $6 million for your backup quarterback. I, what are what, what am I missing? Am I what am I missing anything? They obviously don't think they can win these games with Case Keenum. Well, it's being proven that they can't win these games with an injured Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Well. <laughs> what am I missing? I mean, I'm having a hard like I'm I'm literally trying to play devil's advocate and trying to stick up for the coach here, and it's really hard to do so. And to and to even go further on to to go even further on this. I'm convinced that Kevin Stefanski doesn't think Baker's injured at all, that he's 100% healthy. Because if you have your two top running backs healthy in this game and you throw the ball two times more than you run the ball when outside of a couple minutes uh, in the third quarter you were never down by more than a score, that is just mind blowing. If we were me. losing by if we were losing by twenty one points at halftime, yeah, I could understand. Maybe you trying to throw forty times and only running fifteen times. There, I would get that. This just doesn't make sense. Nothing about this makes sense. And I'm I'm starting to get really frustrated. And I'm I'm trying to not have a freaking meltdown right now. But I'm not not to not to the point where I I want to call for his job. But I am all the way out on Kevin Stefanski right now. I'm sorry. I just I he's not putting his players in the best position to win football games. And right now, that's because you're playing an injured quarterback. This has not been the first game where the Browns have when they are either losing by less than a touchdown or winning and they have been coming out throwing in the second half when they should have been leaning on the running backs. Yeah, I, it just does not make any sense. And I and 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 don't and and miss me with the whole well the run wasn't working because how many times over the last couple years have we seen Nick Chubb struggle in the first half and then when you get late in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter he busts that big run. Many 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 times he has done that. Who's to say he wouldn't have done that tonight? He never got the opportunity. Who's to say? I mean, two years ago. The Browns won a football game in Baltimore largely with that formula, and it was Nick Chubb who hit the home run at the end of the game. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like it's almost like uh, Stefanski was just throwing up the middle finger to anybody that was saying that we should run the ball more because on the on the la on the final drive of the game, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt weren't even on the field. They put Dearness Johnson on the field, and I like Dearness Johnson. Every time he's gotten the opportunity. He's played well, but he's not Nick Chubb and he's not Kareem Hunt. What is going on? Do they somehow think that Dearness Johnson is a better pass blocker than the other two? That's lunacy. I mean, that's got to be the only explanation. I that's mean, absolutely I, I lunacy. I, it's it's absolute lunacy. And okay, may, maybe if you want if you want to tell me if you want to tell me that uh, you know Kareem Hunt was maybe was a little bit fatigued because he's missed he's missed five weeks. Right. So maybe at the end of the game he's a little bit, but. He had seven carries the whole game. Don't don't tell me he's fatigued. No. And again, this is me just trying to come up with explanations. If anybody and should have been fatigued by the end of this game, it was Jadavion Clowney huh. and huh. Miles Garrett and Owusu uh, Koromoa. I mean, those those should have been the guys that should have been fatigued because they were on the field a hell of a lot more than anybody on offense. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna go around the NFL here in a minute, but uh, the Browns need a uh, bye week. And I'll tell you what, I need a bye week from this post-game show. We definitely all need a bye week right now. Yeah. My I, Lord almighty. And the unfortunate thing is is the, the bye week doesn't come in smack dab in the middle of the season like it did last year where the offense was having the same, same sort of sputtering issues uh, in the first half of last year, had the bye week, and then was able to go on a run um, in the second half of the season. We are... 
teetering on the season being over. Um, t- tonight was a must-win game for us if we wanted any uh, ideas of winning the division. Um, we have five games left. Every single game is a must-win for us to um, get into the playoffs. And with you, the with the state of our quarterback, with the state of our coaching, with the state of our offense right now, I just I I just don't see any way that that's going to be possible. I mean, I pretty much laid it out earlier. It's it's your only path. I mean, the Green Bay game is the only one that you might be able to get away with losing because it's an out of conference game. The other ones. Uh, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, Raiders. You cannot lose any of those four. If you lose even one, you're you're done. There's just not going to be a path. This just seems like, and again, it's it's ironic because uh, you can't go 500 um, in the NFL now because of the 17th game. It just feels like a 500 football team. Well, that's that's where we're at. I mean, yeah, they've. I mean, credit. They've beaten the teams they were supposed to beat, but again. How many times have they been right there against a team like the Chiefs, team like the Ravens, team like the Chargers with the game on the line? Could they make the plays either on offense or defense to win the game in the fourth quarter? They just can't do it. No. They can't do it. No, they can't. And it's it's really frustrating. Um, it's really, really frustrating. And the game that really, really hurt us was Pittsburgh. If you would have just won that game, you'd oh, be yeah. in a much better situation right now. Yeah, because you'd be look you'd be looking at this loss and you you'd, you'd be saying to yourself like, okay, we lo- we were seven and four, seven and five now, but we get these guys at home, two and one in the division. You could have still conceivably beaten the Ravens on tiebreaker now because you yeah. lost to Pittsburgh. That's not even on the table probably. Yeah. So yeah, it's all bad. It's uh, it's not good. And the frustrating thing is everything else broke our way uh, today. Yeah, I mean, okay, so this has been an all doom and gloom situation. I'm now going to try to, to paint a picture where this is not <laughs> the end game here. Yeah. Um, let, let's just let's go back to Thanksgiving here. Oh, First game of the uh, that day. That makes me feel a little bit better. I just watched Ben the, Roethlisberger throw his pick the, six. The annual funeral for the Lions uh, happened as as expected. The Bears defeated the Lions 16 to 14. Weird ending to this game where the Bears elected to knee and kick a field goal instead of going for the touchdown, which had to infuriate all the gamblers. But uh, but anyway, the Bears are now four and seven. The Lions still don't have a win. Enough about that. Big game in the afternoon. The Raiders go to Dallas. They defeated the Cowboys 36-33 to in overtime. That was a huge win for Vegas. They moved to 6-5. and Cowboys all of a sudden, just as, just as soon as people were starting to talk them up as a real contender, have now lost two straight so, uh, to fall to 7-4. and four. So, uh, similar, yeah, they're, they're gonna same win. old, same old for them. They're going to win the division by default, but the Cowboys are starting a Cowboy again. In the night game, that was not worth even watching. The Bills destroyed the Saints 31-6. to I don't know why every game involving Buffalo seems to be a blowout one way or the other, but uh, the the Bills are 7-4. Are and four. We all know my plight against the uh, against, uh, Bills Mafia. Pittsburgh in week um, one. You've yeah, right <laughs> you so. not given the, yeah. <laughs> an inch for that. Yeah, F them. Uh, going to today's 1 o'clock window, we'll just start right away in the AFC North. The Bengals pounded the Steelers 41 to 10. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. I, this Sorry. Just confirms I, just got, I just got no juice right now. I, I'm just so defeated right now. It confirms what we thought about the Steelers, even after they beat us. They're not any good. They're just not. Hot take. I don't I don't think they're <laughs> – I'm trying to remember Matthew's line right now. Uh, I The AFC North might be the – be the best division in football. I don't think there's a Super Bowl contender in the bunch. No, there's there's really not. I mean, Baltimore's eight and three. At the, like, yeah, I mean, but based I, on what you just I, saw, I, I, are I, they I, a Super Bowl contender? I'm I don't sorry, think so. not a chance. They're going to lose the first playoff game that they play. Not a chance. A team that is eight and three and is a legit Super Bowl contender is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They went to Indianapolis, and this might have been yeah, the best yeah, game yeah. of the day, honestly. Uh, the Bu- the Bucks defeat the Colts thirty eight thirty one. That was good for the Browns because that dropped Indianapolis to six and six. Of course, the Browns are also six and six right now, so and we're not even in front of them at this point. But you know, Indianapolis had, was a team that came in having won eight six of eight. The Bucks are now eight and three. Um, a more irrelevant game was in Miami. The Dolphins defeated the Panthers thirty three to ten. Miami has now won four in a row, 
And Crazy. they're only a game behind the Browns now at five and seven. Crazy. Go figure that. Uh, the Panthers, after a three and zero start, they've just been terrible. They're now also five and seven. But the way the NFC is, they're not even out of it because the NFC is a much inferior conference. Yeah, Cam Newton. Uh, yikes today. Yikes. Another largely irrelevant game. The Falcons defeated the Jaguars twenty-one to fourteen. But again, the Falcons are five and seven. They're not exactly out of it in that you know woe be gone NFC. After you get past the Rams, the fifth seed, the rest of the conference stinks. Almost everybody's still got a shot at the six and seven seed out there. Yep. Why can't we be in the NFC? Another crappy game. There were a couple of contenders for prison inmate game this week. The Jets uh, took out the Texans twenty-one to fourteen. Both of those teams, really, the Jets just hurt their chance at the number one pick with that. Um, the other game in the one o'clock window that God, was, do the Texans suck? That was a bit of an eyebrow raiser. The Eagles, after they had won three of their last four, people started to talk about them as a serious team. They go the, to the Meadowlands today, where they usually win, and they just laid an egg today, losing especially to the Giants. After, especially after the, after the Cowboys uh, lost, the the Eagles had a prime opportunity to to pull within striking distance. Yeah. They really did, actually. Uh, they lose to the Giants 13-7. to And, uh, uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts had to have just wanted to just throw his helmet after his receiver dropped the pass in the end zone that would have won the game on fourth down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. Philly fans are feeling the same frustration we are today for sure. Um, another f- sort of frustrated fan base right now is in Nashville. The Titans – have now lost two straight as well. They've they started eight and two. They've got pounded by New England. The Patriots win thirty six to thirteen over the Titans. New England right now looks like they are possibly the only team that even looks Super Bowl worthy in the AFC because the next two teams behind them are the Titans and the Ravens, and neither one of them looks good at all. Yeah, crazy. I mean, maybe Kansas City, possibly. I mean, I mean that. Go figure. I mean, New England's got Kansas it all City, going on. They've won six in a row now. Kansas City uh, is starting to figure it out on defense the last uh, several weeks. I, uh, yeah, I. Hmm. Kansas City was on a bye this week. Their opponent next week was Denver, who I alluded to earlier. They beat they beat the Chargers twenty eight to thirteen today, leaving both of those teams um, at six and five. You all know how weird this season is. The Denver Broncos are getting flexed into Sunday night football next week against Kansas City. Yeah. Did you in your life think that Denver was going to be playing a Sunday night football game in December this season? No. Credit to them, though. They're 6-5. Crazy. The Chargers, meanwhile, just continue to be another one of those teams just like Buffalo. You just don't know what team is going to show up from week to week. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got pretty severe issues of their own. Another team that, again— I mean, I can't be too critical of them today because of who they played, but another team you just don't know who's going to show up from week to week is, is their counterpart in L.A., the Rams. They lose in Green Bay today 36-28. to 28. Hmm. The Packers are now 9-3. and three. The They've Rams struggled They've struggled ever since they signed Odell Beckham Jr. Go figure. Yeah, that's a really good point there. They're 0-2 since OBJ showed up. Hmm. Funny that. Hmm. Everybody's going to say, oh, oh, he scored a, oh, he's, he's, he scored a 55-yard touchdown. Yeah, they were down three touchdowns. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the Twitter and the Instagram culture of today yeah. focuses on. Yeah, yeah. It's they'd rather root for they'd rather root for OBJ than their own football team. Ridiculous. But anyway, the Forty Niners. Uh, the, here's another one. Like the Forty Niners are a team that I was Forty Niners. The Forty Niners are healthy. Ago. The for, people forget the fact that 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 football team went to the Super Bowl just two years ago, and last year. You know, I, I I talk about the Browns having a lot of injuries this year. That that was them. that was the Niners last year. They're they're finally getting healthy. They're rounding into form, and they are they're a pretty scary team. I, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go so far as to say is they're gonna make another Super Bowl run, but they're especially in the first round. Whoever they get matched up against, that's gonna be a tough out. If if the if the 49ers end up making the playoffs, which at right six, now they're in at six and five, they're looking pretty. Solid right now. Yeah, I mean they're the most solidish of all those NFC wannabe contenders. Yeah, going for the wild card. They, they beat the Vikings thirty-four to twenty-six today. The Vikings. A are lot of people. One of those teams as well who are sitting at five and six, and I kind of wonder how they're doing as bad as they are. I mean today their defense didn't show up. A lot of people are. We're starting to wonder about Kyle Shanahan as head coach. I, 
pump the brakes on that. Uh, to let the 49ers get healthy, and sure enough, they've they've run off like three wins in a row. Monday night, kind of a, an irrelevant matchup. The Seahawks at three and seven taking on the football team at four and six. Hello, yeah, they hey, if the football team wins. They're five and six, and they're the tied way, to the last. The only way I watch seen. the only way I watch that game is if uh, there's a Manning cast for Monday Night Football. That's yeah. I still can't believe we lost tonight. I mean, I can. I mean, this game played out very similar to how I thought it was going to. Although I thought the Browns were actually going to be leading much of the game, uh, it was because of their own mistakes on offense in the first half that they were not winning at halftime. Um. Yeah, it just makes it just makes the road very very difficult. I mean, Boy, I'll, I'll say this: do, the, Does uh, does do people from Cleveland uh, hate any family more right now than the Harbaugh family? Oh, well, that is a really good take there, Dan. <laughs> with Michigan beating Ohio State yesterday, yeah, for the first time in a decade. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, like I said, we need. I feel like we need the bye week just as much as the Browns do. I'm I'm beaten down right now. This sucks. This flat out sucks. I I don't think really I hate tough, a team in the league more than Baltimore. And really tough, that, really tough loss to have. Ugh. Um, the thing the the thing that hurts most about it is, you know, we've pretty much crapped on the Browns' defense the entire season, um, especially in any game that had any sort of significance. You know, the Browns, the Browns' defense has been very Jekyll and Hyde this year, and you just have to look no further than against their competition. Generally, when the Browns play a bad team and a bad quarterback, the defense shines. It's when we play good teams and play good quarterbacks that the defense looks like that they have no idea what the hell they're doing. Tonight was the flip side of that. The Browns' huh. defense played incredible tonight. Oh, wait. I was just going to ask you, does does this mean that the, Lamar Jackson's just not that good? Wow. That well, seemed to be what you were going for there. Well, I, well documented my well documented my take on Lamar Jackson. And I don't think that's a bad take based on what we saw Lamar Jackson, tonight. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to go back to it. He's the greatest athlete to ever play the position. He's not a good quarterback. He's just not. And then these weren't bad luck uh, interceptions that he threw. Pretty much all the interceptions that he threw were terrible throws. And, you know, he he's not going to face any heat from it because – Ultimately, they won the football game, but it's just. <laughs> yeah, he's it, getting interviewed by the friggin' NBC sideline reporter after the game is that he played great when he, yeah. they should have been interviewing Mark Andrews or Justin Tucker. That's the weird thing about this loss, too, is like who on the Ravens, de- like who on the Ravens deserve? I mean, I guess Mark Maybe Andrews. That guy Bowser on defense. I mean, but who who on the Ravens deserves a uh, a game ball? Or, or or deserves the game ball for tonight because nobody on the Ravens really played that well. No. Mark Andrews caught two BS backyard school uh, passes that essentially won them the game, but Lamar Jackson played like ass. I mean, I guess if you want to give it, I would give it maybe to the Ravens' defensive line. Um. You know the opportunity. The opportunities that the Browns' running backs did get, uh, we weren't able to do much with them. It was few and far between. But just like a quarterback needs to get into rhythm, running backs need to get into rhythm too. You can't just like sporadically give them the ball here, give them the ball there. You know they have to get a feel for the game, especially a guy like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb very often isn't Superman, or as he calls himself, Batman, um, in the first quarter of games. It takes him a little bit to get going. You know, he gets the feel of what the defense is trying to do to him and then attacks it. And by the third quarter, and especially the fourth quarter, he's usually gashing teams. But if you don't give him the ball, he doesn't have the opportunity to do that. So I'm not I'm not so shocked with the limited amount of touches for Kareem Hunt. Like I said, the guy's coming off a calf injury that kept him out for five weeks. He was probably on a pitch count. But the fact that Nick Chubb got eight carries tonight is absolutely inexcusable. It just I, – I just don't understand it. And, you know, we – And Nick Chubb is not – I mean, he's a soft-spoken guy. He's not somebody oh, yeah. that's going to go, like, spouting off in the media or anything. But, like, if ever, ever he were to ever go in the media room and be like, I need to get the ball more, Yeah, this is absolutely the time where I would not – say anything negative about him for doing so 
Yeah, uh, a lot of big sigh there. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if we really need to uh, lament much more. Um, like I said, it's getting late. Uh, this is Sunday of Thanksgiving break, so we are back to work I in mean, the morning. What's, what's the opposite of a victory Monday? A you know defeat Monday. This is gonna be the defeatest of all Mondays we've had in a long time. It's already yeah. started. It's twelve thirty a.m. But I yeah. So um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to try and not think about the – it's going to be pretty impossible because our lives are so focused around it. But I'm going to try and not think about the Browns for about a week because uh, I think we all need a break. Bottom line is you get the same team two weeks from now after the bye, and the second time, it's 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 life or death. I yeah, mean, I mean this – you, you lose the second game too, it's over. The next, uh, the next 13 day, 14 days uh, is going to say a lot about the leadership of this franchise, not only in the locker room, um, but – uh, going all the way up the ladder because we it's got check time um, and again we probably just threw away our last chance at the division tonight but the season is still salvageable in order to you know make a playoff run um, apparently the only thing the only thing that's going to keep Baker Mayfield out of a, out of a playing football in a week is the bye week because uh, the coaching staff just it's just going to keep trotting him out there. So um, hopefully he can get healthy um, because I, I still do believe that when healthy, he's he's the quarterback to lead this franchise. I know a lot of people don't want to say it. A lot of people don't want to see it. Uh, I believe when healthy, he's still uh, a franchise-level quarterback. He just hasn't been healthy all year. So the numbers don't look good and the play doesn't look good. He's obviously not right. And I'm not going to blame him for playing injured. The guy's not going to take himself out, out of the game. Um, it's on the coaching staff to understand what's best for the player, what's best for the team, what's best for the franchise. And uh, I don't think the coach is uh, pat- passing the mark on, on that aspect. So uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us on the postgame show. Um, Thank God. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Um, we're going to take the week off for the podcast just or for the postgame show, uh, just like the Browns are. Um, we're going to be back for the podcast on Tuesday night. So, um, hopefully, we can check take a that bye out. week on picks as well. Boy. I didn't mention that, but ugh. bad. Um, but yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't checked it out, check out our latest episode where we interviewed the um, co founder and chief brewing officer, uh, as well as uh, the tap room manager from Saucy Brew Works um, this past week. Go check that episode out. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. But uh, we're going to get out of here for the postgame show. So for Steve, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the LOTL Browns postgame show. And we will catch you guys in two weeks. See ya.